What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Godfit in Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And I'm Jeremy Deschner. That's right. And as you find folks know, Godfit in Japan is about two dudes. Booze. Japan and the news. That is right. And faders, I am so sorry to say that tonight, Thomas is not with us tonight. Tom is once again on diaper duty. Hey, He's a good feeder and a great dad, and we're proud of him for taking responsibility, for manning up and uh, doing that shit. Literally, he is doing that shit. I mean, Jeremy, he's doing that shit right now. He's got shit all over his hands, on his pants, oh, everywhere. That, that little baby shit's everywhere, man. Everywhere. Yeah. Oh, God. I've seen him. Shit's poop. everywhere. Oh, yeah. it's gross. It's gross. And faders, right now, this is episode number 597. That's right. And we got something great for you. We got something really, really impressive for you faders. We've got the news. And better than the news, we have the one, the only, the Chicago-based drum and bass, the literal drum and bass band, Spism. Uh, Spiz and Pablo, welcome to the show, gentlemen. Hey, Johnny. How are you? Hey, John. Fantastic. I'm, it's late at night. I'm good. Jeremy, you're good. And uh, let's see. We're all good. Pablo, you're good. It's late. You're faded. And uh, Spiz, where are you? Where are you right now? <laughs> I'm in Chicago. It's uh, 845 in the morning. Uh, drinking a coffee, an Imperial Coffee Stout, 9%. The Percolator. Fucking like a bomb. Percolate. Like Great. A bomb. In there. <laughs> mm. Man, I wish we could trade. I'm drinking a Sahi Super Dry right now. Silver Bullet. The silver bullet. Oh, hold on. I got a. I'm. 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 Petting. Lemon sours over here, pal. I got some sort of IPA. <laughs> got a Pac-Man on it. Is that a Pac-Man? I don't know what it is. It's like some. Looks like Pac-Man. It's like Sponge SpongeBob. I don't know what it is. We're drinking. It could be a, if yeah, SpongeBob Pac-Man. and Pac-Man had a baby, right? <laughs> it would be that. <laughs> SpongeBob's a girl. Pac-Man's a man, but SpongeBob could be a girl. Hey, man, it's the 21st century. I'm not judging anyone. I have love for everyone. Just be fucking happy, whatever your style is. That's what our message is. Yeah, that's what go. our message is. And get faded. That's for sure. That's for sure. So um, just, yeah. just have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kampai. Kampai, gentlemen. Kampai. Cheers. So I am, before we get started, I am pet sitting. Um, One of my friends is... uh. Let us borrow her cat for a while. And so if there's any fucking trouble going on behind me, it's not a ghost. It's not a poltergeist. It's a cat. I, I wish it was a poltergeist because then I could pop it in the nose and find out that they're real. Like, ah, ah I knew it. I knew it. I, all those scary movies, they were true. <laughs> no, but no, it's, it's a fucking cat. That's just adorable. Wonderful. I love her to death, but she's got a lot of energy. Mm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. You guys got pets? You guys got animals? 
Nope, but I have two boys. No, I okay, got a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> they got more energy than a fucking cat. <laughs> Guarantee that. Oh, man. Okay, well, before we get too faded, I got to ask you guys, what is spism? Good question. What is spism? Who is spism? <laughs> we want to know. Spism? <laughs> spism is what you get. There's two things. Spism is the match between the words spastic and jism. I literally hmm. just put them together years ago. And then, you know, when I moved, I moved from Baltimore to Chicago in 2002. And I, I met Pablo at a jam session. And well, you know, there's a, there's a nice story in there, but we, uh, we, we had a nice little chemistry and uh, spism is two guys, you know, it's like, Two guys, a baser, bass player, and a drummer. Okay, so you guys are a bass player and a drummer that plays drum and bass. Correct. Let me let me work that out <laughs> in my it. head real quick, man. Let me work that out. Uh, got it. Okay. Cool. That's what we do. Right. That's you want to add to that problem? I'm oversimplifying, but we're yeah. No, I mean, that's basically it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> he plays drums and I play the bass. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, drum and bass because, uh, you know, Spiz is playing, you know, break beats, you know, uh, fast, you know, 180 BPMs to 220, 240, 300 sometimes. So yeah, so everything's... BPM. Excuse me? 300 beats per minute. Yes, I've seen him do it. Yes. That is lightning fast on a drum set. That is like... Mm. I mean that's incredible. It's like that's that. machine gun. It is. That's like three three hits a second. I don't know. I fuck. I don't know. That's the beat. <laughs> oh, that sounds anyway. like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's why I have to drink a lot of coffee. You know, <laughs> coffee stuff. Uh, no. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, please go for it. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the spism thing is, it's a. The simple version is bass and drums, but we're um, we we are coming from both like punk and hardcore, metal. I mean, classical jazz, free jazz, reggae. I mean, we're all over the place. And I like to think of it as sort of like this um, like this street punk jungle band. We've we've been able to really we've been around for about eighteen years and and played in and around Chicago and toured, and we have really been able to float around between many different scenes, including hip hop, rock, metal, jazz. I mean, we played we've done improv shows, we've done basement shows, we've like open for big bands, small bands, all over the place. And fucking next we're going to Japan, man. So that's what's up. Yeah. That is awesome. And like, how did you guys meet originally? Like, did you guys meet at like music school or at a bar or a club or something? Cause I mean, you guys have been around for like what? Since 2002, 2003, right? It's been like yep. a long time. Mm -hmm. You got to have some kind of a story there. Sure. I'd say we were MySpace official in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 2002, we met uh, in that fall when I moved to Chicago, and um, I, we met at a party. Um, Pablo was, I, I literally was just playing some jazz, and I was getting really bored. Um, and then I saw, I saw Pablo, strange hoodie dude with like, you know, a bottle of, what was it, Jim Beam? Or no, Bacardi, Bacardi. Bacardi and he was yeah, just, something. he had an upright bass and a bottle of Bacardi, and he looked really sad. So I'm like, Fucking awesome, though. are you going to play that thing? And he's like, okay. And so we came in, and we were like, I was just getting bored flexing on some wackadoo and he quite literally, he, he's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, how about some drum and bass? So we started doing that and the room lit up. Like really the rest is history. We just started doing it, you know? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, you know, we started playing and, um, you know, what I found interesting is that like Spiz just never stopped, you know, like 
you know, I'm playing upright and I'm making mistakes. You know, I, I never, you know, played with a guy before. And that was the thing, man, I could do no wrong. Um, and he just didn't stop. And we just didn't stop. I think like that session was probably like a, you know, 30 to 45 minute improv just right off the gate. You know what I mean? And we didn't say yeah. really a word to each other. That night when I first met him, I got there a little bit earlier. I wasn't even going to go. Um, I think I, if, if I remember correctly, um, somebody had posted an ad saying like, hey, you know, it's going to be like a get together. Um, so I think that's you answered an ad and that's how you showed up. It was looking for a drummer. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I was I'm trying out for a band and it turned out to be a right. dance session. Okay. Yeah, there was like okay. about like 12 of us. Um, Not but what I yeah, when I met Spitz, like that day or that night or whatever, um, I thought he made beats or like he was like a DJ or something. Like I had no clue that he was a drummer. Um, and like he said, you know, he was playing jazz, you know, he's kind of like, you know, people are kind of sitting in. So he's kind of just playing drums basically most of the night. Um, and my buddy was like, hey, man, check this guy out. And when I kind of like peeked in there, you know, I saw him, you know, and I was like, oh, wow, like this guy's like really good. You know, I'm like, and, you know, like I wasn't really interested in playing the jazz. I didn't know how to do it, whatever. So I was like, you know, I didn't think I would play with him that night, basically. So he came out and he was like, hey, man, are you going to play that thing? And I'm kind of like, I don't know, man. You know, so and that's kind of how it happened. In the well, beginning. I'm also a jazz, jazz trained drummer and went to college for master. Uh, you know, bachelor's of music. And so when I, when I go to a jam session, I see a guy with an upright bass in a case, I'm thinking he's a jazz player, you know, um, Pablo is <laughs> learning, was learning on his own, but like, um, I, I, I'd say that like, you know, we're coming from different sides of the, of the, of the, of the train track here. I'm more, a little bit more classically and jazz trained and also into metal kind of like there. And then I got into like free jazz and experimental and drum and bass and IDM. He's kind of like more street taught um, learned on his own. He had like friend, like older mentor friends who played bass who got him into it. Right. Um, I don't want to speak for you, Pablo, but I mean, like he's a little bit more street taught. So like plays more from the heart. And so when he plays, when his version, his version of jazz, his version of metal, his version of drum and bass is very different than what you're used to. Right. It's different. Wow. Okay. So like slapping the bass, like actually hitting the bass physically hurts, man. Yeah. So, so like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's right. Right. So like I, I own, I own two upright bases. Uh, they're, they're back in Chicago. Um, so yeah, most people, like when I lug that thing around, they expect me to like play jazz or whatever. Um, it's just like, it's, you know, it's just an instrument. Right. So I just play it and it's just an extension of, of me. Right. So it's not that I'm just sitting there going like, -dum 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 -dum. I mean, I do sometimes. Right. And like, you know, okay. initially, that that's why like i i wanted to learn how to play the upright bass because i saw myself like like you know wearing a suit you know smoking a cigarette with a hat like at a jazz club cool uh, cool yeah i just was not very good at jazz so i just decided do you, to play, do you the play the upright bass like a drum like uh i remember like kurt cobain talking about play your guitar like a drum do you do that as well with the with the upright bass I'm, um i'm talking from an ignorance uh no perspective. no no right no right, right, right. Talent. yeah yeah like you know like if you ever seen like like rockabilly you know they'll do like the little slap thing or whatever so like yeah, um, I, I do something differently um basically i just put my hands on it you know kind of like uh like a electric bass approach um cool. so whatever sound that i could get out or like for me it's kind of very physical right so it's it's hard enough to play the instrument so sometimes i just have to like grab my hand from over here and just like hit it because i'm just tired and you know what i mean so that that just became like my slapping style whatever i, I literally just hit the fucking thing 
Cool. Should, <laughs> if that I makes think sense. It be said. I think it should be said. Um, <laughs> should have it like a so, I do. <laughs> yeah, totally. Dude, and he's broken that thing before. That's, that's maybe another story. But I, I did want to mention, I, I, of note, in order to, when you get into, when you're a drummer and you start, when you start emulating jungle and drum and bass and IDM, these electronic sounds also that are really tweaked and like glitchy, it's, I mean, it's hard to get those sounds on acoustic kit. So like, I've had right. to like really, I built this, this drum set that has like, I have two snares, I have two ride cymbals, I have two hi-hats, I have like, I need multiple sets in order to do it. Everything's high-pitched tuned. So I can do the, I can do the high-pitched stuff that's in jungle to emulate that. And I think that's the same with Pablo. We both have had, he's had to bring in effects um, to bring in those sounds. Cause we don't want to sound, we don't want to be just like sound like a drum and bass record. Sure. That's not sure. our style. But we want to we want to bring that flavor into a mix to the punk and hardcore that we like so much. So that's awesome. A lot of different flavors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's kind of been like you know difficult throughout the years because you know it's taken up to like you know I, I would say like pretty recently, I'd say maybe in the last five years or so where yeah. technology has kind of caught up as to like you know the sounds that I want to get out of an upright um, that could or, or electric bass that could emulate. Um, those sounds that aren't like, you know, a drum and bass record, you know what I mean? Or what DJs yeah. do. So like back in the day, I mean, you could do it. I just didn't understand the technology and it probably cost like so much money. Like now you could just get a pedal, use your guitar, uh, sorry, the your computer, you know, some software and you're pretty much there. So, so that's very exciting. In the past, I've used a lot of uh, analog, uh, like Housebiz was saying, like, you know, uh, pedals and whatever but you know I just didn't even know like every night would be different like when we we're playing because I don't know what these pedals were going to do or like you know if you move a little knob it's always different you know yeah, so yeah. but mainly mainly what I would use uh would be distortion on the bass big really pedal. yeah always always I mean that's like my sound the boom booms yeah really so oh, you're yeah, not playing more you're not playing jump up you're playing more tech step drum and bass uh yeah, I mean it's yes, it's sort of like Deftones, like heavy, like yeah, yeah. So it's weird, right? Because like, like, like how Spitz said, you know, like my my background is like hardcore, right? Like yeah. think of like '90s hardcore punk rock. Oh, sick of it all. Whatever, Fugazi. I, I mean, we don't. I know. <laughs> right. So that that's so that band, the OSB, is kind of like that Chicago sound, right? So it's basically that sound. Uh, you know that like me playing bass obviously um, but with like effects like I use a lot of shit mm -hmm. um, and then Spiz is doing those breakbeats so we're still doing like punk rock reggae hardcore free jazz experimental whatever but you know he's always implementing that and, and I mean to me it makes sense you know it just gives me so much freedom because when I hear a breakbeat um you know jungle beats almond beats whatever you know what i mean it, it just it makes sense to me in my head rather than just like a straightforward rock beat you know i'm just kind of like okay <laughs> like i kind of get lost in those beats the faster the better for me yeah that makes sense. cool that's awesome i i got a question um <clears throat> chicago is dominantly known for house music and for you sure. can play drum and bass mm. it, was it difficult for you guys to get gigs at first especially way back in like the, the late 90s and the early 2000s yeah, I can address that. Yeah, I mean, I was I was going to say when I moved to Chicago, I moved from Baltimore, which had some electronica going on, like live drum and bass. But I, I figured since I moved into a bigger city like Chicago, would have quite a bit more. And I actually was a little bit wrong. You know, when I moved to Chicago, it was I would move to there was a lot of free jazz and like post rock and 
some really cool stuff going on, but it was not like what we were doing. And there wasn't that, there weren't that many live drum and bass, um, there weren't many drum and bass nights like in the in the clubs. And we were right. we were looking, you know. Um, so I, it's actually kind of funny. We I ended up ditching kind of like the free jazz that I was really trying to pave, and I got into this like really up tempo breakcore. Um, and then meeting people like Pablo and some other people, so the band called Trioism. Um, I I just we just started paving the ground, man. It was like literally like starting fresh. There wasn't a scene to jump into, so we would like like I said before, we would we would open for hip hop acts. We would open. We, jeez, uh, our last our last five shows in Chicago was like one was a punk club, one was a drum and bass club with DJs. The next was like a, a, a trashy bar. It was like you know it was all over the place. So yeah, I mean you had you had bands. Remember like those bands were kind of like uh, um, like like those festival bands. You know, like they were like jam bands, like the Black right. Crows. No, <laughs> no, like, like soundtrack sector nine stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like they, yeah. they 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 were like you know uh, put those elements. You know what I mean? But but it was like more like a two step. Thing. Yeah, it was like very chill, more dancey. Yeah. It wasn't like in your face, like you know, like lime bold or Closer like to fish, right? And like yeah, 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 yeah. And and you know, it would kind of yeah. So yeah, I guess there so we stuck our there. head indoors, left and right in Chicago, and we actually found like right away some of our, when, when some of our first gigs were out of town. We was like, we got to get out of town. We just we right. just got invited to and this uh, SIU South Southern Illinois University and started playing basement parties. Mm-hmm. banging out sweaty like clubs for like five six hours a night you know that's cool that's yeah definitely cool i love the underground scene that's uh, where we built our base so there's really nothing cool. wrong with that yeah mm-hmm. those are fun nights man yeah. yeah it just it just made more sense because like i think like uh since our music is very physical um like i i i personally like playing i mean i love playing on stages don't get me wrong but like those basement shows where where you could like literally touch somebody, you, you know what I mean? Like they're like in. Sometimes you do that. Touch them. When, yes. <laughs> the people are right there in front of you, man. They're they're connected to you physically, or you know. Yeah, absolutely. Just music, but yeah, yeah. You, you know, you can reach out and touch them because they're like less than yeah. five feet away. Sometimes absolutely. you hurt them accidentally, you know. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, I want to hear about this. You accidentally hurt. Slap the base. Slap the person. I. Oh, you want to tell this one quick? Real yeah, quick? just real quick. I'm I'm terrible Milwaukee. at telling stories because they take Milwaukee. forever. But yeah, we were doing like a straight edge, um, like basement show. All right, that was your um, first problem. I know. Well, they're they're like following me around. They're like, I think this guy's drinking or doing something. I was. Um, yeah. Long story short, um, it, it was in the basement, right? And like when I play upright, dude, I mean, I just get drenched. I mean, every time I'm playing bass, man, I'm just drenched. So I couldn't open up my eyes because it's all the salt and the sweat. I know it sounds disgusting, but I'm just playing like with my eyes closed. And like we were talking about earlier, like when, you know, like I, I hit the bass or like I have to be very like lively, right? Like I have to like move my body to get these like notes out. And I just juke the bass to the left and the, the tuning pack, they're like this huge tuning packs on the upright bass, you know, they're metal. And I guess I hit, I caught some kid, you know, and I didn't even know. Right. So I guess I dropped them. And then after the show, we're all like hanging out, like at the parking lot. And uh, they're all telling me like, yeah, man, that was like really cool and stuff. Well, no, like I thought they were talking about the show, you know, but they're like, oh, man, when you dropped that kid, I'm like, what kid? man? like, I I had no clue, man. The poor kid come up, came up to me and he's like, yeah, man, like awesome. I'm like, dude, I, I like honestly, I felt so bad um i gave him a seat like we had cds like we made ourselves and like i like signed it or something you know like yeah, he loved so, it. 
<laughs> yeah, he he was all about it, man. He, he thought it was cool, but I like I felt bad, you know, like getting like a fat like metal tuning peg to the temple is it's not good. So, Dude, I saw it happen, man. It was oof. <laughs> Once he his head he'll also be a fan. <laughs> a fan for life dude he's got the scar yeah, where'd you get that sure. scar well Pablo hit me in the head with a bass bra I have this, I have this I don't know if you can see it but this is a basement party shot it's kind of wait a second if I can get in there oh you see shit look at you with the green screen I don't think it, I can't get it to work. okay yeah. something like that but anyway I'm playing we're playing in carbon to this graffiti it's like a basement you know right um just badass man we play for four or five hours we'd have friends sitting with us MCs would float on top of us. It you was, know, it was, was you just reminded me of something. So, like, you see how low that ceiling is right there. I don't know if you guys could kind of tell. I so, yeah. right. So, like, my upright. It's I only I play like a three quarters, not a full size, but it's pretty tall, right? And this is what mm-hmm. I used to do. It used to get stuck on the ceiling when I would play, right? So I would like be playing, like trying to do some like weird solo, and then all of a sudden I would just like get my hands off of it and go like, you know, Shazam because the bass will get stuck and they thought like I was doing some weird thing. Like the bass was actually standing by itself. Oh, it's on the ceiling. Yeah, exactly. Nobody. (laughs) Well, we would even, (laughs) while we're on the subject, unless you have a question, we, we were, uh, we would play these carbon dove basement parties. And then sometimes we would play for so many hours. Pablo would just be like, Hey, hold this thing. And he'd give it to some person in the crowd. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I totally like, where are you going? And they could like run off. Yeah. And I'd still be playing beats and some guy's trying to play the bass. He can't do it. Um, I got a buddy who does that in, in Tokyo. He he um, he'll, he'll hold a, a chord on the guitar and he's like strum it and like someone will hit hit the chord you know right. hit the chord for him. It's so cool, man. That's yeah, really I cool. see that a lot. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah, I love that. Just, like, either throw it. Shows. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah, the audience involved, the other bass player. Yeah, especially if I knew the bass player, like I would just kind of just throw him the bass, you know, in the crowd, and they like you know kind of remember the songs. I mean, they're, they're pretty easy anyways on bass, but yeah. We've had shows where Pablo would like I don't know what was going on. Maybe drink number nine, but like, dude, like that was a show at Lily's in Chicago, and the Pablo we finished the set, and it was he he like started trashing my drums. I'm like, I only have a seven piece oh, drum kit, right? Yeah. He's gonna taking down cymbals. All of a sudden, I was just like, I just had a snare drum and a bass drum. I'm still trying to play, and he of course is still playing his bass. So he ended up throwing his bass at me. That's I was really I was kind of pissed, and I just ripped out the I ripped out the electronics in a a bit of <laughs> adrenaline, and I, I I'm sure that cost you you know whatever, but no, uh, it, it still it worked actually. Like, kind yeah. of shit, dude. Yeah. Holy shit, you savage! He, yeah, it was he, weird. he was messing yeah. with me, man. Yeah, I actually literally threw the bass at him. Like he uh-uh. caught it, he caught it, <laughs> and then he just bass. went like this. He's like the Hulk. He's like, oh fuck your electronics, you know. But the bass was still playable afterwards. Pull the plug out, but he, it still all the guts though. came out of the bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We oh, still, all still punk finished. rock. Yeah, yeah. We finished the set. Yeah, it was good. Good times. People like whoa. Good times. Played for four hours. How do you do that? If you're playing like 200 to 300 BPM, how can you keep that up for three, four hours? That That's impossible. I mean, you're, you got to have like carpal tunnel where your arms look like a fucking spider legs or some shit. They're all twisted up. Or like something. 9 million calories. Yeah. Yeah. Two words. Jaeger bombs. <laughs> Jaeger bombs. There you go, buddy. I'm telling you. Well, yeah, I used to run, number run around, nine. Run around, I would run around venues uh, before we play. Just to, I mean, you can't, you can't just do this shit. You have to be ready, you know, so. Yeah, but you know, also like what would happen is that you know, kind of you know, Spiz would kind of set the uh, the the mood. Like he he would just start by himself, right? And like sometimes, like at, at that picture that you're showing, like those basement shows, he like find some like kids' toys and incorporate it. So like you know, there would be like samples um, when he had like a sampler and stuff. So there's just a lot of like 
experimentation is it's not just oh, yeah. like constantly like a 300 bpms the whole way you know oh, maybe okay. like somebody you guys are like the yeah. bad brains kind of or like you play like three punks or like three hardcore songs and then you do a little bit of reggae and chill out for a bit and then you do like yeah. something like crazy like oh, that's cool that's cool yeah and that could that and that could actually happen within a composition as well too like we're it's kind of like a wave you know where you're you're kind of touching on all those different styles within one song that's awesome. that cool sense. as well yeah how do you guys write that's your songs cool. like what's the process um like i got a pretty friends that make drum and bass but they all do it digitally right yeah it's not right. the same as that yeah we're very organic yeah i think there's like exactly so that i mean it's got to be like completely yeah. a different process yeah i mean i think like so I, I guess we should just backtrack a little bit when we when we really officially started to get together in 2003 like we would just i mean just keep in mind we would just get together and play for like hours upon hours so right. you answer both questions how do you how do you do this for hours we did it that's how we played and practiced and right. out of those practices we would record sometimes like you know sketchy recordings we would gather ideas you know like, like many bands do and then some would stick you know um those mm. songs those 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 the riffs became songs and then we eventually incorporated this the the electronic side with my sampler it's like a nine pad uh sample i could play live and like sample and manipulate that analog mm -hmm. um and once we once i brought that into the equation it, we we really went full throttle we could just we, we felt like we could do whatever we wanted we could just right. we could do our thing and also have other stuff like i could sample fight club i could sample whatever you know i mean sounds and then right. we could we can manipulate cool. that live and, so and also and, uh, and also like Spins, uh plays uh you know keys as well right so he could sample those things but but what ended up happening as well was that you know we, we kind of like after playing you know like we would not really talk that much and we just get in a room and play for like two three hours right and then be like okay goodbye whatever um so what ended up happening is that we we kind of started building like a repertoire right like of things that we knew that kind of worked um and sometimes for the writing process um what we would do is you know we would just kind of talk about it um, we would meet like in, you know, Wicker Park or wherever um, and just uh, sit there and talk and, and, and just talk about these ideas of what we would do, what we would want to do uh, prior to going into the to the rehearsal spot. You know, basically it's very simple, you know, A section, right, like an idea A and then B and then we would always have a C section, which we knew that would be completely improvised. So that was completely free. And a lot of our compositions would have that, a C-section, right? Yeah. Where we don't know what's going to happen. You know, we just know that we're going to go into something at that point. And then uh, after talking about it, we just go and, and just kind of do it. And you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's a little bit different. Yeah, it's different than like, they're like, you know, trying to write a song per se, like in a rock band, you know, yeah. like where you're like, oh, right. like, you know, verse, chorus, whatever. It, it, it's kind of the same thing, but it, it's a lot more free. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, and because it's, it's two open. people, I mean, he right. Pablo has a lot of control over the melodic side, obviously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have complete control over the rhythmic side. But that and has a changed. a lot of room for other stuff, you know, over top of that. Because right. we're a rhythm section. We're like, we're like a band's wet dream, you know? I, I got a question, though. Like, when you guys perform live, is it kind of like Miles Davis's Bitches Brew, where it's just kind of like, like one full hour, in your case, four hours of just nonstop music with just no breaks? Mm. And it just goes in from one to the next, to the next, to the next. Or when you perform in kind of like a DJ set, 
or do you break in between the songs and like say something like all right one two what three four or something or like maybe like say hello to the audience or say bob your mom's upstairs right. or some right. shit like that. <laughs> kind of right. hybrid right depending i mean yeah a lot of yeah. japanese bands do that they talk a lot in between sets yeah so yeah, annoying it- well, in the beginning, in the beginning, it was that it was just like nonstop. It was basically like we would only say like we're spism, and it'd just be like right in your face. And before you knew it, even though it took a long, you know, probably like forty-five minutes, set like a, like at a regular venue, right? Uh, those sets were a little bit different, right? They weren't like four hours long, and then it was over, and there was really no breaks. The breaks in between would be something like you know, samples that Spiz would, would throw in between, you know, Ooh. songs or whatever, you know, transitions or whatever. But I'd like there to insert really... something real quick, Pop, sorry. Uh, like th- that early stuff, you can hear that on our Spotify, Spism, S-P-I-Z-M. And it's called Movements 1 and 2. It's our first EP we released in 2004. That really, right. that really exemplifies that period of time. So right. where it's just like samples lead to us playing a song, samples lead us out. So there's these right. breaks in between, but we're, we're stopping, but it's not stopping. So Correct, right. That was our live set too. That's really cool. So you said that's on Spotify, right? Yeah, Spism. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You guys have any other um, like uh, social media or uh, places where people can check out your music? Yeah, I can. I can talk about that. Yeah, I mean Facebook. Uh, we're Spism S P I Z M on Facebook. Um, we also have a uh, Bandcamp page. You can hear some some like really rough draft two thousand eight uh, studio recordings of movements. That's really mm. really wild stuff there. Um, and, um, what else we are on Instagram mm-hmm. spism underscore. I think I did spism underscore, underscore, underscore. I changed it around. A little right, bit, you so. changed it. Yeah. So wh- where, where do you want people to go? Where do you want people to check out your coolest shit? Well, we I could talk it, about that. Like I, because we're, we're about to release something it, soon. And like a, a lot of the material that's on social media at the moment, it's pretty much dated. Right. So we've kind of kind of change things around and you know you asked the way that we write music uh you know how do we compose things and yeah space you could kind of continue with that but like you know our whole approach um has changed a little bit now that we have this technology now that yeah. you know him and i are well i'm on the other side of the world um <laughs> you know this pandemic and and, and everything uh so so we could talk a little bit of you know i mean all that stuff is just from back in the day, right? Um, we've been kind of not dormant on on social media, me, but we let just me jump in. Yeah, let me jump in. Yeah, so uh, it in in two thousand eight we recorded a I'm sorry two thousand seven we recorded a song called Before You Die, and it was something I I I had come up with that that fall in two thousand seven um, shortly after a business had closed I had a, I had a business mm-hmm. for a little while cafe, um, and I was you know. That we we really that really jump started the band again because we we are a band that has kind of like we we have been playing for eighteen years but it's kind of been up up and down off and on periodically we kind sure. of wave and we do it when we want to do it you know this right. is not like a like a like a job you know this is even though it's made money for us in the past and we've um, it's done well for us um, building our names it's yeah it's we do it for the love all or nothing all that stuff so fast forward a little bit we um, this song before you die came out really really took us in a new direction it's me singing me singing vocals there's keyboards it's synth driven right. it's a little slower but it's not slow you know 185 8, 190 um and it, it was like a completely different direction um we've continued that direction and built upon our old stuff and layered it with this new stuff and now we really want to pay it homage we've, we've been working on this recording an ep recording for the last two years 
Um, mm -hmm. The pandemic hasn't helped at, at all, but um, yeah, we're going to be dropping that this year by the summer before you die EP. I'm working on a, a next track called Lay Low, uh, which is going to be badass. And uh, really, I'm going to do that on my own in my own, my own studio. Um, and we're doing a bunch of remixes and, and mix downs of that too. So is it cool? It is cool. It is cool. Is it difficult for you guys to like practice and uh, work on music when you're on the opposite sides of the planet? Because I mean, a lot of bands and stuff are trying to do that and some are kind of successful, but I think the majority of them are just kind of giving up on it because it's just so much work. It's really hard. Yeah. I think the way that we've, we've never, I think we're interacting even more than, than ever. Yeah. And I think this, this recording has really catalyzed that. Pablo is really good. Uh, I met, when I met Pablo, he, was, he, had, he owned a studio. He's always had a really good understanding of Pro Tools and recording in general, which is a great asset to our band. And uh, so he's been working really, he's been doing a lot of mix down himself. A lot of, he's put a lot of time to the song. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, as far as your question, yeah, I think, I think it's just changed. Like what I've been focusing on the last year as a drummer um, is, is just, it's just like looping crazy beats, looping, looping songs and just messing with it. And like what Pablo has been doing periodically is sending me music, like bass lines or things he's working on. And then I'll take that and run with it. And what's going to come out of it is new spism material. So, right. Mm. So when we hit yeah. Japan next year, some all new stuff coming up too. That's yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of weird, man. Like for me, like when, when people ask me, it's like, do you guys even practice? I mean, we've done shows where I've been out of the state, you know, and just kind of flew in for a weekend. And we've done shows like, to me, like spism is, is a feeling, right? Um, I don't want to yeah. say that I don't necessarily need to practice for this shit because <laughs> I do. Because most of the time I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack, you know, when I'm playing with this kid. Um, but, it's but it is fast. just, it's, it's a yeah. feeling, you know, and I'm really excited about like, you know, now, you know, working on this new material, uh, this new approach, um, we're working, uh, right now. So like, so, so, so we have some mixes, you know, down right now. Um, we're also trying to add more elements, um, to the, uh, yeah. compositions, uh, we're working, uh, with this young kid does break core stuff in blue. Um, we're going to see what comes out of that. Super yeah, excited about that. Right yeah. So like we're, we're getting a little bit more help. So, you know, even though like, you know, we're limited to what we have, you know, I don't have a studio in Japan, you know, he's got a, you know, uh, a nice little setup at, you know, at a rehearsal spot or whatever, yeah. a humble setup. Um, but we're going to do yeah. what we can, man, because like, you know what? Fuck it, man. If, if, if it feels good to me and it sounds good to him and I, then who gives a fuck, man? It sounds good, man. You know what I mean? Like it, if it feels good, we're just going to roll with it. You know, we're not, you know, we're, we're very focused on making, you know, this trek out to, to Japan next year. I mean, I'm already here. I just got to get him out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And throw yeah, I got you. Hey, so. let me ask you a question. Um, what, um, as a new Spism fan, as a new Spism fan, what can I expect to see? What can I expect to experience when I go to one of your live shows? Blood. Probably yeah, usually blood on my hands. Lots of um, yes. Yes. Not on Pablo, too. Yeah. Um, maybe Mortal on Kombat. Too. It's kind of a Guar show meets uh, Ronnie Size. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I, I think, like, what you can experience is, I mean, just to put it in perspective, like, I, I, play, I play in a bunch of bands. All are, like, all are just absolutely fucking nuts. You know, like, really crazy music. Right? And it's all breakbeat-driven. But something, I, I could, like, finish a, a show with the, one of the other bands, and I'm, like, intensely, like, sweaty. And then I play with Pablo the next day, and it, like, takes me to the next level. It's like, it's always pushing the envelope. And, um, nice. and even, in, 
even if like even if we haven't played in a long time it's like doesn't something matter. there's like a light switch it's yeah, like it not quite like riding a bike after a long time but it's something like it's like taking a broken bike and you just like start running with it um we just we just cool. we just trashed the set man yeah even it, it, what's weird is like um i avoid um like you know let's say hypothetically we had a show like next week or something i avoid playing the upright i won't play it even for rehearsal like if anything i'll do like one run you know like because i just don't want to hurt myself i need to like gotcha. you know like it would almost be like blowing your load too you know? yeah yeah that's part too. of my expression like, but like like yeah like you, you just that's you what want, i was thinking you want to you want to stay like you want to stay fit especially for especially for my for my upright you know uh session you want to edge yeah, it's just I don't know, man. It's like you could get hurt, bro. <laughs> Dangerous instrument, man. You, you, you really need a professional to help you, man. Not the violin. Clear. We need like yeah, caution yeah. tape. We need like caution tape. People playing on the floor next time. I'm saying like it's Especially like I, I, I could just overdo <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Like it, like I would just like hurt my hands and then I won't be able to play. So it's like I, I just kind of save it, you know, and we, I just kind of roll with it. You know, I kind of have a general idea of what we're gonna do as far. As, so it, like when I do the upright, it's not just one song. It's kind of like like he was saying, like it's a movement. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of. It just kind of goes, stars go somewhere, you know what I mean? So the slapping, gotcha. the playing. I think in Japan, like what we're going to probably do, um, I'm sorry, John, you may have a question. Um, we're going to, I'm only going to be there for probably about a week or so, week and a half. Mm. So we're going to be hitting the ground running, probably right. like a rehearsal and then hitting it. Um, yeah. So we're going to be, I, I'm pretty sure each show is going to be a little bit different uh, as far as where we're going to be playing and the kind of crowds we'll be playing for. So I'm thinking we'll be tailoring those a little bit depending and it might be on the fly too it's not like we, we're not like a band we're like that's the same set list every single time like we, it's right. always a little bit different which i think is kind of cool someone could see all those shows and experience something different from us hmm. or different angles of it um if you don't if there's not a cinder block on my bass drum you might see me sliding down the like you know down the stage um definitely you know, like loud as fuck yeah <laughs> banging it's the only way to be man now i got yeah, a couple of abstract questions if you don't mind <clears throat> please all right the almond break the almond break. Everybody <laughs> plays the almond break, right? It's been around since 1969. The Winstons, they started it with Almond Brother. Now, the one thing that it hasn't been done with almond break is played backwards. <laughs> Have you ever even thought about playing the almond break backwards? Slowly like hip hop or fast like drum and bass or even faster like jungle music? Holy shit, man. Great question. Nobody's ever done it. Nobody's ever done it. I've listened to a lot of music with Almond Break. I used to be a drum and bass DJ for like we'll 10 years. to loop years. it and flip it. We'll have to loop it and flip it. What do you mean, though? Like reverse it? Reverse it? Reverse it. It's Oh. Right? Oh. I've never heard it. Trademark copyright. Yeah. I mean, if you guys do that, would it be the Almond? Because the Almond, the Almond's kind of a challenge accepted. It's a religious beat, but if you guys do it, it'd be fucking satanic, and that's fucking cool. That's metal. Could we call it, we call it the Nema beat? <laughs> the Nema oh, beat, yeah. Fucking hell. I'm on to something, go. man. Like Nemesis. Oof. There you Chills. Go. go for it. Go for it. And I, and I got to know, I know you guys have some crazy road stories. I remember Pablo being really drunk a couple of times and talking about some stories. A couple of times? Yeah. Well, oh, you know, we've been, we drink together quite a few times. I got to hear one of your crazy stories. Oh God, I I I'm here in Kentucky, right? <laughs> it's probably Kentucky. When, when we're going to Philly, all right. So I'm terrible at telling stories because it takes me far. So I'm gonna try to do it really quick. So, um, so we're on our way to Philly, right? After Evansville show or something like we that. We were doing the Midwest tour and then heading to Baltimore, DC. 
where right. it's really um and uh so basically uh we we had like a little bit of issues with the transmission of the truck i thought it was a big deal the, the truck was still drivable it just needed like some small parts so we stopped at a gas station in lexington lexington kentucky, lexington, kentucky right first time there first time there but i knew that they had uh uh what was it german based tv there for some reason yeah. i knew that like they, it's like so random right it's, it's like, so random right like we just break down or we didn't break down i mean we were still okay right well, so it will make the most of this right <laughs> so um so anyways the stop at the gas station they're like hey man go check out khan he's down the street or down the road or whatever um so we go see khan uh it was it was a Cotton. like yeah con it, it, it was a, it was like a dirt parking lot I, i'll never forget this man like i still to this day i remember so he had like like a one car like garage shop like you know very small in a parking lot and he jumps out he's like hey boys blah 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 he's like let me look at the truck um you know i'll let you guys know basically he says hey um you guys seem like you know some good old boys <clears throat> um if you guys want to have a drink uh, there's a bar right there and he was just pointing to it. Um, and I think it was like early after, like it was like noon, right? I think oh, it was yeah. like noon. Yes. Yeah, so it was very bright out. You it's probably so- listens to the show. Huh? <laughs> you probably listens to the show. Noon. <laughs> probably should have a drink then. It's so, it's so bright out. Hey, yeah. And, and I was okay with that because like, I, I, I knew, I knew that we're probably going to spend the night. So it's like, whatever. Right. Like, you know, like we'll probably drop off the truck here and, you know, go back, get a hotel. Mm-hmm. But, but anyways, um, I'll never forget this. Like I looked in and it was, it was a very, you know, beautiful day out. I could see inside of this bar and it was just red, red. There was like some red, like neon. And for some reason, something told me like, Pablo, do not go in there and have that lunch beer. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. So we said, no, right. Uh, Khan comes out. He's like, look, man, um, it's not a big deal. You just need a part for the transmission. I don't have it. Go to Amco. You know, gave us a direction. They'll probably like, you know, have it by tomorrow or, or something. You know what I mean? Very easy sit, fix. It was like whatever, twenty bucks, fifty Whew. bucks, yeah. whatever it was. Right? It wasn't a big deal. But we decided to stay the night. So um, we get a hotel. Uh, we decided to go out. Um, what was it like downtown? But wait, whatever. where was the hotel next to? Uh, a, a strip club, of course. Right. right. It happened. It was a strip club next to us. That, that, that was my idea. Of course. Um, <laughs> or I don't know. It just like, dude, there's a strip club, and then there's guy loves strip club. There, there's a hotel, right? So like, we just titties. go in there. Titties, right? Mm-hmm. It was very cold in there, by titties. the way. But we're it not there super yet. Super cold, guys. Super cold. So, anyways, um, we, did, we 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 decided to uh, go out that night, right? And we figured that like, okay, so the truck is drivable. We have all the gear. Maybe we could find like somebody's basement. So we can still do a show, right? Like we always did yeah. this. Like we're always like, man, let's just fucking play. We don't give a fuck. We've done we're that. Always... We've shown up at bars with We've been booked at bars like... that we weren't supposed to play at, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> that's some blues brothers shit right there. So, anyways, <laughs> I'm kidding, we're dude. we're chilling at this like yeah. college bar, yeah. right? And um, you know, we're just hanging out, man. Like it's a good vibe, right? Everybody's hanging out. We meet this older gentleman, um, and um, and I'm telling him about the story about like you know the truck and con and the bar and all this shit and he's like pablo you know you seem like a nice guy i just want to tell you something you know it's good that you didn't go into that bar i'm like how come he's like well i'm a member of the clan and i've even got my ass kicked in that bar shit so oh no that's probably (laughs) you didn't go in there i was like oh okay fair enough you know um 
and then this is where the story gets weird. So, oh, oh really? <laughs> Wait, at this yeah. point, really? At this point, at this point, it can't be enough, point, right? It, it where, gets where, weird, have right? I, where have I been up to this point? <laughs> so, so we're at this like college bar, or whatever, and then I see this guy at the bar, like, um, you know, he he's like tatted, you know, from the neck down, looks like he just got out of jail, um. And he looks very nice and teardrops, man. <laughs> yeah, whatever, you know, just white dude, huge, you know, like just stacked, right? Jacked up. And I like, I felt bad for him. I was like, man, I'm like, you know, Spiz, I'm like, this guy doesn't look like he have, he's not having fun. He's like, you know, Spiz probably looking at me like, what the, what the fuck do you care? You know, <laughs> let's go home, dude. Like, it's late. You know, we got to get ready in the morning. I'm going just... to talk to that guy. I'm like, no, I need to go talk. <laughs> I'm going to buy that guy a drink. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I go. Hey, bro, can you wrestle? <laughs> Wait, go to that bar down the street. Okay. This is the same bar where you met like the KKK guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, still you've the same been bar. in jail. Oh, that's yes. a gay jail. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the same bar. And um, so, so, so he's like, "Oh man, like that's really cool, man. Like you know, you bought me a drink. Like nobody wants to talk to me because I look like this, man, or whatever." So to me, I'm like, "Hey, this guy seems like a nice guy. We should hang out some more." You know, he was I mean, from Detroit, like right? Great idea. I think I think he was from Detroit. But he was I like, think so. Yeah, that's but he, he was going to like some Johnny. Some Wasn't his name? Mako? Was it me? I don't remember. <laughs> but anyway, kind of looks like this guy. <laughs> so so Spiz, is Tom? so Spiz is like, you know, it's like, hey man, we got to get back oh. to the hotel. And I think dude is like, hey, where are you guys going? We're like, we're going back to the hotel. I'm it's coming next- with you. Well, right. He, I was like, he was rolling, right next dude. To the, I'm like, it's right next to this uh, strip club. He's like, oh, I know exactly where that is. He's like, I know all Shit. the girls in there. He's like, I'm rolling with you guys. I'm like, let's go, dude. And I'm like, no, my Spidey sense is like, no, Pablo. And yes, I'm like, Spidey yes. senses are correct. Like, and are I'm we like, going back yes. to the strip club? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, um, we get there. Spidey senses are right. And I think yeah. Spiz, I think Spiz came to like chaperone or something uh, for a little bit. And then he, you know, he, he turned into the you know, I was like, fuck this. To that, he's like, fuck this, right? And then yeah. I all I remember was like it was late, right? And I was like, look, man, I'm like, I gotta get to bed, man. You know, I'm like, it, it's getting late. And he's like, Oh no, dude, like, like, I don't know if he said it's like take this or he put something in my drink, or like that, that's all that I remember. There was some something involved. Something yeah. happened, right? Where like these are just flashes in my head. So the next flash is me driving the truck very angry and I'm screaming at the guy, pointing at it like his head with my finger. I'm like, I'm gonna kill you, bro. He's like, Paul, stop, you're scaring me. He had a fear and loathing like situation. Dude, this guy, of, you know? this guy is like massive, right? He could have just crushed my head. Um, and then fast forward after the arguing, whatever. Um, it's like flashes, right? So then I wake up in a truck in this, like, I don't know like parking, parking lot, lot of like an apartment complex and i get all these like missed calls you know we had like the old school phones back then you know what i mean so, like, phone or something or yeah, whatever, something yeah. right yeah and i'm right. like fuck dude i'm like what, no gps what happened <laughs> and and, I, and like i pick up and it spins you know it's like hey bro where are you i'm like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'm in ohio <laughs> There's cactus, man. My butt hurts. No, no, no. Let's get to that. My first question. It was like one of his first questions. Like, are you okay? I'm like, are you sore? I'm I'm okay. He's like, does your butt hurt? And I'm like, yes. And I had to think about it. I'm like, no, it doesn't. He's like, okay, good. Bleeding. The other the other question is like, 
do you have all the equipment? Oh. <laughs> it's the flatbed of a truck, right? I mean, yeah, it's all check your wallet. Yeah, check your wallet. Are your credit cards there? Everything. So I, right. so I look back and I'm like, dude, it's all here. <laughs> it's all there. I'm like, it's all. <laughs> there's lipstick on my throat. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was funny because you know, no GPS and uh, Spiz being the you know he's very good with maps and he's like, dude, get out to a main road, map quest, and I will guide you back to the hotel. And we'll just <laughs> not talk about this ever. Because we had to drive until... to Baltimore, man. Where I'm from, we we're gonna play a big show, and it was like it was crazy, you know? Like, yeah, man. Holy Pablo. shit, Pablo, are you covered in glitter? <laughs> <laughs> that's think, one of the many stories guys you know but but you know what was funny too know. on top of it like uh, my phone was able to take pictures um i had a whole bunch of pictures oh right and those are not oh. allowed at strip clubs and that was just it was yeah it was yeah, fucked up. yeah. Mm. yeah. there's a reason there's no photos at strip clubs man. well i had a whole bunch on my phone man <laughs> yeah oh boy oh boy <laughs> you knew so the guy bad. Yeah, I guess uh, he knew like everybody there. I don't know. Oh boy, yeah, it was just bad. It was just, just and the local drug dealer. Bad, bad, bad. bad. <laughs> so, so anyway, many stories, guys. You know. Anyway, sorry, sorry about that. Can't Took wait to join the band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tokyo's not going to be the same as that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You we'll never be... know. You never know. Oh man, you're not from around here, boy. All right, guys, you got all your teeth. Seriously, (laughs) actually, yeah. I mean, you you kept everything. You lost almost no money. I mean, you got you gained. You gained. You gained uh, photos at a strip joint, which most people don't get, and you probably got AIDS. So I mean, probably covered in glitter. (laughs) (laughs) So you're super pretty. (laughs) Oh man. All right. Well, on that note, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get in to some news. All right. All right. Absolutely. See you in a second, faders. Peace. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's going to make you complete. A Harry Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high-resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each, and they're worth so much more. These are these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're going to love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool. That's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you and we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. In Tokyo and craving soul food, we've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azabu Juvan. 
check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what... If I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepa. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade. And I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade. Badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your bait on in style. Papa. And we are back, faders. And uh, yes, we're bringing it strong and we're bringing it good. And we got the news for you to enjoy. And as we always do for the news, the guests go first. And let me see. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, fuck that shit. Pablo, you go first, brother. <laughs> okay, let's see what I got Woo! here. Um, teacher fired for installing spy camera in junior high school toilet. Oh, here we go. Here we go. A junior high How many fucking rules? <laughs> a junior high school male teacher has been fired after he installed a spy camera inside the boys' toilet last December. Police say, oh, said the 26-year-old teacher faces charges of video warriorism. Sanke Shimbum reported the teacher was employed at a junior high school in Tone Town 
Ibaraki Prefecture, according to the Ibaraki Prefecture Board of Education, a student noticed a hidden camera attached to one of the funerals on December 4th. When school staff reviewed the footage, the male teacher was seen installing the miniature device. Is that a camera in front of my wiener? Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Only in Japan. After admitting to the video of warriorism, the teacher, who has not been named, was accompanied by the school principal to turn himself into the police. <laughs> so we know that it's a he. Yeah. yeah, of course. Oh, like, it said male. You don't notice the camera sitting on the toilet seat in front of your dick? <laughs> Come on, man. Well, you know, in this day and age and stuff, a lot of young teachers that are girls do weird shit like this. You know, in the States, every so often you read in the news, oh, we're like a that's true. hot MILF teacher, mm. you know, has sex with like a 12-year-old boy. That never happened in my school. <laughs> Not me either. Yeah, it didn't happen in my school either. Happened in my school. Did it? Oh, did it? Were wow. you that kid? No, wait, no, I yeah. wish. No, that was not. No, my I was an all all boys uh, Jesuit school in Baltimore, and there was one teacher named Mrs. Walsh, and she just I don't know how many, but yeah, the one girl uh, teacher, huh? There was a, yeah, she liked the lacrosse players. I don't know. Hot for the teacher. Hey. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a good drum song. Hot for teacher, right? That's a it badass is. drum yeah. song. <laughs> yeah, Hot for Teachers is my favorite drum song. That's my car- so karaoke go-to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude. Well, I'm getting a little faded, guys. Should I start up? Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, you should do it, man. You should go for it, bro. This beer is really strong, and it's really early, guys. It's not even 10 in the morning, so. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the right My kid's watching a movie right now. Um, railway company employee arrested for voyeurism at train station. A male, a male employee, once again, for the Metropolitan Intercity Railway Company, otherwise known as Mir, that operates the Tsukubo Express Line between Ikebara Station in Tokyo and Tsukubo Station Ikebara Prefecture, has been arrested on suspicion of violating Chiba Prefecture's public nuisance ordinance on camera voyeurism. Man, I am definitely faded. Police said 43-year-old man, oh man, I'm almost 43, who lives in Funabashi City, Chiba Prefecture, is accused of, oh, this is good. Taking upskirt film of a high school high school girl. Oh no! Upskirt film on an escalator at the Funabashi Hotel station at around 1:35 p.m. When, when March 16th, Sankai Shimbun reported. Police said the man whose name has not, hasn't been released rode behind just behind the girl on the escalator and filmed up her skirt with his smartphone. A station attendant saw what he was doing and notified police immediately. Police said the man was has admitted to the allegation and police are questioning him about whether he has committed similar acts. I'm sure he has. Yeah, I'm dude. sure he has. <laughs> I thought it was a pro. <laughs> I just like your shirt. What did you see? Uh, uh, Upskirt you know, film. This happens again and again and again. And I just don't Another get it because stuff. there are so many websites dedicated to this kind of fetish, dude. Totally. Really right. into it. Why don't you just like, you know, make your fingers do the walking and pick that shit up, you know? I mean, Ooh, why do you gotta thing, go out there and get busted? I mean, these guys are fucking very nuts. cool. I saw a dirty butthole covered in toilet paper. Jail. Hi, Jeremy. All right. No, okay. Danny, right? Here we go. Next story. All right. I got this one. <laughs> Man arrested in Kobe after stuffing fried chicken into ex girlfriend's mailbox. All right, German. <laughs> Have you ever 
Have you ever been so pissed off at an ex where you did something greasy like this? I, well, maybe I have. I'm, I'm pleading the fifth. How about you guys? As a big man, I'm taking that chicken and I'm keeping it. I'm not giving it away, man. That's right. Yeah. yeah I'm keeping the chicken, too. Yeah. yeah. Chicken's good, man. Fucking chicken's great. Little oily Stuff here, though. Little oily here, though. Yeah. I'm the same as in the States, right, Pablo? <laughs> no, it's not. Like Kentucky Fried Chicken, man. <laughs> no, it can't be. Hey. Chicken's expensive, man. It's probably. That burns. Yeah. That was a little cross. It's an 11th spice, man. It's 11th spice. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oftentimes, when a couple breaks up, it's best for both parties to just move on with their lives as civilly as possible. Well, true that. Often, mm. <clears throat> however, some people can't let go without a final message of undenying love, anger, or in the case of one man, delicious food. Hmm. <laughs> fucking, I love delicious food. I love fucking fried chicken. Mm. KFC, I, man, rules. You know what? It's good, but it's so fucking expensive in Japan, isn't it? I mean, fucking, it's like 50 it's bucks. It's really a expensive here. It is. Yeah. It's super expensive. Yeah, yeah fuck that. Get a bucket. At one point in time, Kengo Harada, a 29-year-old middle school teacher from Suita City, Osaka, Osaka, Aishiru, had a girlfriend. <laughs> Things did not work out, however. But this Harada's lingering emotions led him to the neighborhood where his ex, a 16, just joking, 26-year-old woman, <laughs> lives in Kobe Hyogo Prefecture. Instead of standing outside of her window with a boombox over his head or laying a single rose outside her doorstep, Harada expressed his feelings in a very different way, stuffing her apartment's mailbox with karage, a Japanese fried chicken. <laughs> What is love, baby? Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Oh, 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 love that track. I love that track. Now, in most situations, the sudden, unexpected appearance of Karagi is a joyous miracle. Fuck yeah, dude! I'm getting hard. Your uninvited ex trapping pieces in with your mail, though, is an exception, says you, motherfucker. Then there's the troubling fact that Harada was hanging out in the parking lot of his ex's apartment complex in the late night, early morning hours of last Sunday to Monday. Sunday to Monday. God, that's fucking one day. Luckily, a police <laughs> officer spotted Harada as security in the area had been beefed up on the following of a report of a woman that someone, probably her ex-boyfriend, had vandalized her car in late March. Oh, shit, that sounds like fatal attraction, dude. Luckily, mm. she didn't have a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the story. So, okay, have you ever done anything greasy to a fucking ex-girlfriend? Me? No, I fucking break and run. Usually, I got to get the fuck out of there anyway. <laughs> get my, keys my car, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> Holy shit, man. This guy really loved this shit because you know what? If I had a whole fucking bucket full of karage, I'm not going to throw it on a car. That's what I I'm might saying, sit man. on the hood and eat some of that karage and drink some beer and like text some of my friends. I'm not going to fucking throw it on a car. I'm going to throw it down my throat. I'm throwing it down my throat, dude. If I got karage, I'm eating that shit. Mm. I love fried chicken, man. Finger looking good, y'all. Pablo, what do you think about fried chicken, man? I love chicken. Doesn't love chicken, I miss I miss going to Izakaya, man. Like just those those, those wings, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, buffalo wings. 
Yeah. No, not the buff. Just like I don't know, they have these just just fried wings. They, oh no! In in Japan, they've got the tebasaki, the tebasaki, the the little uh, salted fried chicken wings that are yes. just yes. amazing. That's, yeah, that's yeah, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, and they go uh, great it, with it, beer. It, it, if they you're asking me next year, yeah, guys. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're asking me something, man, I just want some portillos, man. Straight portillos, up, like, Chicago, right baby. Now. Yeah, man. Big beef sandwich or something. Oh god, Dipped in Italian juice? beef. Um, oh, faders, god. faders, faders. Uh, the show is officially over. I'm going to the store. <laughs> I'm going I'm to the store. I'm just you you're the like, stuff. oh, fried chicken. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, the the story is uh, the show is not over yet. I've got one more story to go. Oh shit! And this one oh, is Jeremy's got a story. Jeremy's got a story. Jeremy's got a story. Fired up, Jeremy. All up in this bitch with a story. <laughs> All, right. All right, check this out. Um, a doctor was arrested for sin uh, for stalking after sending three hundred fifty-three text messages to a bar employee. That's a good number. What an ass. That's a good number. What an ass. Okay, it says <laughs> Saitama Prefectural Police arrested a 53-year-old doctor on suspicion of stalking after he sent 353 messages to a female bar employee. Aka, uh, um, Akira Mi, Mi, uh, fucking hell, what the hell is the whole name of full of alphabets? Mia Yazoto, a medical doctor, uh, faces allegations of violating the anti-stalking law, Fuji Television reported. According to the arrest warrant, Mia Zato targeted a woman in her 20s working at a bar where where he was a regular customer. Mia Zato called the police uh, from the bar on March 29th to report that there had been some trouble at the bar. Police said the woman told him, uh, told them that she was not interested in uh, Miyazato in romantic ways, and that he kept sending her messages. Oh, fried fuck. chicken! Wait a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if this if this stupid cunt had chicken, oh shit, fried fucking chicken and a side of biscuits. His whole life would have been different. Oh, if he had the chicken, it would be a different story, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Many chickens lost their life for the story. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. You think it was a gynecologist that just turned her off? She's like, oh, no, I don't do gynecologists. I'm more of a plastic surgeon kind of chick. I'm more into chicken gynecologists. Deal with tuna. I'm a good. <laughs> Oh yeah. shit, I man! I just played the drums, guys. I don't know. Yeah, I just played bass, man. I just played the drums. Let's just make a, a fart noise and make everyone laugh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was Pablo's story. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Niku story. Oh man! All right, fucking a dude. Fucking, we got some great stories tonight, faders. We got some great stories. We hope you enjoyed this. And uh, before we move on to sing Sayonara, um, I want to know a little bit more about the track that's gonna be played at the end of this show. Absolutely. Spiz? Elevator pitch. Elevator pitch. Spiz. Elevator pitch. Yeah. So yeah, you're gonna hear uh, a track before you die. This is our. Yeah, we we've been working on this for the last two years, um, and we're it's part of an EP called likely called before you die ep or something if you can get a little more creative 
Um, you can, uh, we're coming to Japan in 2022. Fuck yeah. Keep this in mind. Um, Fuck it's, yeah. It's a, ha- it's a hashtag, man. Fuck yeah. It's hashtag Fizzum. Fuck yeah. Um, you can find us on we're on facebook spizm uh we're we're still working out distribution and where you can find it for the the actual release but it will be on spotify we have a spism channel there so go look look for us there um and we'll be on a bunch of others like Bandcamp and a bunch of them so that is anything else or yeah and actually all that stuff is going to be down in the show notes faders so check push pause right now and go down and click on their links buy their merch, check out their music and look out for tour dates. I mean, in the States, in Japan, anywhere and everywhere. I mean, I've seen you guys' videos and shit. You guys put on a pretty hardcore show. You guys talk a big game, but your game is big. So fucking it's well-deserved and whatever, whatever that it is, it costs. <laughs> We're faded, people. We're faded. Try harder. Try harder, buddy. Number nine. Number nine. That was a good sales pitch. Yeah, I man, don't want to hear you complaining about Tom anymore. Uh, no, 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 no. Hey, I made it to the end of the show, all right? Yeah. I'm burning babies from Johnny, so. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. No, but really, like, uh, everything will be updated pretty soon. Um, you know, we're yeah. still mixing everything. Uh, we're working with a producer out in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, mm-hmm. yep. right now. So we may have, a, like, a completely different feel. Um, but, you know, number one thing right now, it's like, Please, if you're in Japan, man, get ready for us next year, man. We're going to throw fuck the yeah, fuck yeah. down. We're going to break everything in fucking sight. We will be on the floor. We don't need to be here, guys. We are loud as fuck. I'm We're going to be really down. excited about like this this new venture with me and Spiz, man. Got some new gear. Um, yeah, the sound's going to be pretty badass, man. So I'm very yeah. excited about it, for sure. Look, let me ask you one last question. Did you guys have fucking fun tonight? Did you guys get faded with us? Did you guys love being on Got Faded Japan? I did. I did. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming. I, I want to do it again, man. So Thank you so fun. much for having us, yeah. man. Hell yeah, dude. Johnny, you you're so a legend. Jeremy, I haven't met you personally yet. I'd love to meet you soon, man. Yeah, bro. It's a um, bunch yeah, of boys so much, hanging man. out, like having a good time, drinking together. What a great time tonight! I had a blast. On yeah, this me show. Awesome, too, man. man. Fuck yeah, dude. Awesome, dude. Spiz, next time I see you, man, it's gonna be over here, <laughs> over here oh, yeah. in my apartment. Book us, man. Book <laughs> cameras, <laughs> fried chicken. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'm expecting chicken now for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Externally, right, lots of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right on that note faders you know what to do go down to itunes give us a five-star review and write something groovy it is completely free if you got some metal in your pocket go down to the patreon sign up for patreon it's five dollars a month that's like buying us one beer a month at the pub and when you come to japan and when you hang out with us tom is gonna buy you all the shots in the bar he's he'll buy you everything so definitely Tom will the- suck your dick Tom will suck your dick. <laughs> he will not he won't Tom he will not well maybe I don't know oh he'll play with your balls he'll play with your balls well I'll squeeze oh, him a little man. I don't know gummy bears in your pants anyway so uh, <laughs> gummy bears 
because gummy bear back in the day they meant turds because my gummy yeah yeah i get it I, I got the joke yeah, yeah rabbit shit anyway, <laughs> anyway 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 go down to the patreon it's five bucks you get the keys to the castle we got tons of stuff up there this whole video will be up there check that shit out uh the uncut we got a lot of uncut videos up there you get the behind the scenes you get the fucking outtake you get everything and so definitely do that and um we know times are tough and shit so go down to instagram and facebook if you got no cash but you want if you got a lot of free time and we all have a lot of free time these days so definitely hook us up and actually before you hook up got fit in japan hook up this band right here hook up spism because fucking you know what these guys fucking need it and they because when they come to japan they're gonna need every penny in their pocket to, to buy us beers <laughs> absolutely if i could say also if you have a second um, I don't know if there's a hoodie floating around, Pablo, where you are, but like we have, we have Japanese merch. We are going to yeah, be, uh, we're going to be loaded and ready yeah. to go. Yeah, oh, actually, yeah. All, all our merch, all our merch is made in Japan. That's expensive. I, it is. It <laughs> we're we're going to make, we're going to make, fucking buy it. It's expensive. Pablo, yeah, China is like right over there, dude. It's like a quarter of the price. No, like, we're we're going to make it. Uh, it's all make it affordable it, it, this is not like a thing for us to like make huge bucks out of it like we want like we're proud of this is out art of work, right and yes. and also i would love to do a collaboration with the spilled ink we could no talk about way. that i know that guy i would love the ink, man. something something that we could do like a giveaway or something for fans or future fans so yeah well, let's do definitely. stickers man stickers are fun stickers are, yeah, whatever, stickers are awesome paintings are awesome t-shirts are awesome everything yeah, is awesome. that shit all right hats well, are awesome yeah, yeah hey guys thank you, you so much man thank you johnny jeremy thank, thank you so much man. man love you guys thank man. You so guys thank you for coming out and hanging out with us guys thank Absolutely. you so much all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right bye peace
own brother a goddamn shit soaking vampire. Well, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.